Hello, this is April Wallace, Associate Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Earlier this week, I had the pleasure of speaking with local author and comic artist Benji Nate. Nate is Puerto Rico born, but has been hiding out in the Ozarks with her husband in recent years. She's had a busy summer touring for her graphic novel, Girl Juice, a story that follows four unique characters, all girls who are living together and navigating life as sorta of kind of adults in the digital age. Nate previously authored Lorna, first as a self-published volume. Other works included Catboy, which was originally done for Vice, and finally Hellphone. All three were eventually published with Silver Sprocket. Girl Juice is her first book to be published with Drawn and Quarterly. After traveling to Philadelphia, New York, St. Louis, and Tulsa, and making a stop here in Northwest Arkansas at Two Friends Books in Bentonville, Nate sat down with me over Zoom to discuss her latest book, the one that's filled with irreverent humor and has so far taken off more than her previous titles by finding a loyal audience. The article featuring Benji Nate will be out this Sunday in the profile section in a book column called Hidden Gems. Well, Benji Nate, thank you again. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you about your book. Girl juice. Thank you. And um, I see that it is not your first. So tell me a little about yourself and your experience with um, the books that you've written so far. Um, so far, I've 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 done a few. I've got the first thing I ever published. I self published. It was uh, called Lorna, and it's now a book with Silver Sprocket. And then Catboy, I originally did for vice um when they still had a comic section rest in peace uh, and that was also collected in a book and hellphone is my third book and the second one is coming out soon uh but those are all under silver sprocket and this is my first time working with john and quarterly on girl juice so um, what has been which one has taken off the most for you so far uh, currently it's Girl Juice, which is nice because it's my most recent project and it makes me, it makes, it seems like that's like a good sign of growth. Like I'm still improving and the response is getting better with every book. So that's all I could hope for. That's gotta be nice to see. Yeah. Well, um, in it, we've got four main characters and I love that each of them are kind of referred to by like a nickname or whatever bunny thinks they are <laughs> until yeah. like halfway through the book when we learn some of their real names. Um, I'm wondering, you know, how you came up with these characters and um, whether any of them were based on people you knew or on yourself perhaps, or, you know, just how they kind of came to you. Yeah, I think I think they all represent me in different eras. Uh, and I feel like none of my past selves would get along with each other if they were in a house together. <laughs> but uh, I think the only one that's like not really me at all, it's actually more modeled after my husband, and that's Sadie. She's just like the responsible one. She was like a tie to work. And that's kind of just like, I wish I could be that type A. And it's just an aspirational character. Oh, I see. So, 
so partially based on versions of yourself and and versions that you wish to be um yeah I read in your bio that you are Puerto Rican born cartoonist I was wondering if you know being from a different place affects how you tell stories or um you know your process at all do you see a difference in how you do it than than people around you I I think maybe just like my sense of humor is like a little bit it developed a little differently because like I grew up pretty it's so Puerto Rico is weird because it's super Catholic and conservative but my family and most people's families I know that are from Puerto Rico they have like a really raunchy sense of humor I don't know if it's like the Catholic repression that's just like making that more intense but yeah I think that's that's definitely like everyone in my family has that kind of like sense of humor even if it feels like taboo but right can't talk about it but you can joke about it right yeah you can joke about it you can't chit chat though not casually that's gross you're going to hell well I really thought that moment with um Bunny's mom coming was hilarious because I I've seen that happen before like put everything away clean up fast Mm -hmm. but the pictures of Jesus going on the wall just really feeled it it was hilarious that's one of my favorite panels in the whole comic is just the as a painting of Jesus just right there he's conveniently had these you never saw these before even though you lived with them yeah um well even though these are stories specific to these girls, I find them relatable too. And it keeps throwing me back to, you know, the ridiculous conversations I had with girl roommates myself, like in college, especially in the years after. And that phase of life where you give someone the benefit of the doubt, even though they're like still have a lot of growth to do, yeah. like buying outfits for your dog instead of paying your rent. <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic problems. I thought the one about um, talking about the end of the world while going to get an ice cream cone was such a like a good <laughs> example of like girl life in college. And I wondered how you'd like catalog these moments. Like, did you have some of these moments and you kind of stepped out of it yourself? Were you thinking of it or did you kind of come to it later, like thinking back on things? Like, I've actually never... So I never went to college. Uh, I also never had girl roommates. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of like girlfriends, but I've never like been in close quarters with uh, girls other than like my mom and my sister, which I, I think kind of counts, sort yeah. of. It's the same girl camaraderie and, and we're more friends than we are family. So, but uh, I think, so I started this like during like peak pandemic and I was so lonely. It was just me and my husband in the woods, just starved for friendship. So I just, I was just kind of imagining what it would have been like if I ever did have girl roommates, like how I just interact with people in general. And um, yeah, but none of it is like really lived experience. Well, you did all just make believe. (laughs) I have a rich fantasy life. (laughs) I can see. (laughs) 
Well, there is one moment where you compare um, or where one of the characters compares the four of them to the Sex and the City characters and <laughs> wondered how deep that runs. Like, was that any inspiration? For I, I don't think it was intentional, but I, I'm pretty sure I had rewatched all of Sex and the City like two months before I started writing Girl Juice. Uh, I I think I'm, I might have done that by accident. And by the time I got to that strip, that one page, I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing right now. I just realized I'm doing Sex in the City right now. So they all live together and it's uh, funnier. Right. Do you have inspirations for um, like the way that you drew these characters? Because growing up, I assume that we're probably in the same kind of age range based on your humor and like things that you talk about in the book. But sometimes when I would see Bunny, I kind of saw like a Sailor Moon type figure. And I didn't know if that was like somewhere in the recesses of your brain or not. Oh, absolutely. 100%. That's what I grew up on. I love, I love, I love manga. Uh, I still read a lot of it. I don't watch anime as much anymore because I'm, I can't, I can't, I just like cartoons are just overstimulating. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was a huge influence for sure, Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. uh, I always really liked the Sailor Moon body proportions. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like what I started drawing when I was a kid. I would just like trace Sailor Moon drawings. <laughs> I love it. Um, any others that were super influential growing up? Um. Honestly, I think that was my main one. There were a lot of things I read when I was like a preteen that aren't as well known that people wouldn't recognize. I like fell into a real deep rabbit hole as a, as a preteen, but there's like a lot of stuff. Um, I think Sailor Moon is like the most formative big one. Yeah. I, I need to have like a handy list of influences because there's so many and then my brain blanks. Right. <laughs> Whenever somebody asks the question. <laughs> no worries. Um, so some of the elements that you used in the book, I, I thought were kind of fun, made it even easier to read and blow through um, the sort of way the characters use text speak. Um, <laughs> did you start out knowing like this is the way I want it to to look or was it kind of just out of the space that you had in each oh. yeah it was a I thought it would be there were, I, I think the first time I did that it was this particularly wordy panel and I was like I need more space so I'm just gonna text speak this and not all of the characters speak in text speak it's specific mostly bunny and then sometimes it'll bleed into the other characters but sadie specifically never speaks in text speak uh it doesn't happen because she's the more responsible one yeah she's an adult <laughs> <laughs> and i thought the uh tiny head image for when another person like pops in back into the conversation was kind of brilliant too like a shorthand for like oh but they're in the background or like they're talking yeah 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 i really i like doing that i think it's a lot of people who read my comics they're it's usually like their first comic they've ever read as an adult like 
or in general. And I try to keep it, keep the language as simple as possible. That's why it's on a grid system. It's like six panels per page. Very like, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing when you look at the page. Right. Um, and speaking of which, like I noticed that you know, at first you kind of have like one page can be like a mini story and mm -hmm. they, at first they seem not super strung together, but I think the longer that you're in the book, the more that they kind of, you know, fit together. So I, I didn't know if you felt like they have, aside from Tallulah's demon, whether there were any like chapters in your mind or if you think of them as episodes or like just how you characterize the little vignettes. Um, yeah, I think of them as like little sitcom episodes in my brain, but it's easier for me to do like two to six pages of a story as opposed to at the end of the book where it's like a pretty big chunk that's one full story. Um, and that to me is like the hours, the hour long special. <laughs> yeah that's at the end but uh yeah the vignettes are just like it's it's actually kind of me failing to be able to do a six panel page like sometimes i can do it and i feel really proud of myself but my i think my humor works best when i can stick with an idea for a little bit beyond six panels mm -hmm. and like expand on characters and like like to like a bunny's mom coming in it would have not, I don't think it would have been as funny if I didn't have all that space to explore the relationship. Exactly. Kind of give some background and then build on it. Yeah. Yeah. I just as a side note, I really like the sparkly eyes too when they like get excited about something and it sparkles. <laughs> That's also anime. That's that anime influence. <laughs> I love it. Um, something that cracked me up was the camping. Um, episode or whatever you want to call it we could call it episode <laughs> <laughs> that um Tula's roommates didn't know about her concealed carry until <laughs> they realized that she brought it for protection and I thought it was hilarious because one of them is armed one of them is alarmed by her being armed and then uh, pretty soon they're saying protect me with your big strong gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just, it was really fun for me to give Tallulah some level of power where she never is given any, and like she's kind of cast aside by Bunny a lot of the time, who really hates her for some reason. But it was nice to like, make her Bunny's protector for once. Yeah, the tables turned, I guess, a bit. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that you said I thought were really like indicative of just like culture for millennials like that's not a meme that's a cry for help like that's <laughs> my mind like I recognize that feeling of like oh this is a lot more than just a silly thing that you sent me <laughs> that's how that, that's how millennials communicate their problems <laughs> just a sad cat video <laughs> Do you like, so when you think of some of these, do you just like have a, a running list of like, oh, I want to explore this kind of idea more? Or how do you, how do you go about putting a book like this together full of tiny little ideas of 
Um, I think it's just like day to day. I mean, when I was writing these, I was doing like a page a day, just, or at least a page a day, every single day. <laughs> and it was like, I, I guess it was just like, I miss people. Uh, here's what I miss about people. I also stopped talking to a lot of my friends because I didn't know what to talk about anymore. Because uh, everybody was just like, how are you doing? I'm sad, me too. Hopefully we'll see each other one day again. So yeah, a lot of this was just like trying to remember what it was like to have friends and these interactions. Well, um, is that credit that it's so realistic in many ways? Because I think if I were missing people, I'd be a little idealistic, but like this book is full of annoying things that people do to each other too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I missed it. I missed being annoyed. I missed, I missed all of it. And um, a very wise moment, in my opinion, was like, we're not friends, we're roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, well, I've had roommates before, and it was very sad for me to realize after we had, like, all moved out of the apartment. I was like, oh, we're like never gonna talk again. Like we were never actually friends. It was just like a forced proximity friendship that disappeared as soon as you found a new place. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a tragic feeling. Sometimes you just need that break from them after so long of a like condensed period. But there's so much truth in it too. I, I thought it was funny to watch them um, where they've been living together so long that at first they're like in search of a little privacy. And then after a while, they're like, obviously, who cares? Like, <laughs> no privacy. Yeah. No, zero. So you just kind of stop being concerned about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, it's, yeah. I, I've been with my husband for 10 years and I basically moved in with him the day that we met and started dating. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> but, but yeah, there, I remember feeling like I needed some level of privacy and now it's just like, nope, the bathroom door is always open. Like, right. <laughs> I don't care anymore. And probably vice versa, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, I really, so I'd like to, without giving any spoilers, talk about Tallulah's demon. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's just such a funny intersection of like the messed up ways that millennials have been conditioned and how we've turned out to be these like internet obsessed, but also like looking for self peace sorts of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Tallulah, this isn't giving anything away to the ending, but she has a demon sighting and she's like, oh no, I was vulnerable online for no reason. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's the root of everything. Yeah. Um, so how did you, how did you arrive at the idea of that being like a, a catalyst for like what could be wrong with spending so much time online and getting into those rabbit holes of like, is it too much or not? Well, I, I had been working on Girl Juice and posting it pretty regularly online. 
and I started like really like getting nervous every time I would post something because like then I'd have to monitor the comments and like it would feel good to get all the likes and like all the positive feedback but I was always bracing myself for the negative feedback and I was like this isn't healthy like people shouldn't live like this and I so I just like made that be a demon I guess Mm -hmm. um yeah and honestly now as soon as girl juice kind of wrapped up I stopped posting online for months and I still like only post like once every couple uh weeks it's I don't know it's it's too stressful uh it doesn't feel good uh after it feels good at first and then it doesn't feel good kind of like an addictive sort of cycle yeah yeah it's definitely an addiction I think more people are addicted to the internet and just like positive internet affirmations than people want to believe. So has the detox been good for you to like get away from posting and the and the cycle of that? It's stressful still because I have to post for my job and I sell more books when I post and <laughs> I get more readers when I post. So I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking about just having like hiring someone to do it for me because it's, it's too much, too much pressure. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Well, um, what was the most challenging thing about putting girl juice together? What did you really, did anything? Honestly, I think it was this, the Tallulah's demon story at the end because it was pretty lengthy compared to uh, all the other vignettes. And I never script anything for some reason. I just, I draw a page and I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna draw what happens next and what happens next and what happens next. And at some point I've like kind of written myself into a corner and I was like, I don't know where I'm going with this now that I've realized it. <laughs> and that that's, that took me like, I think like I had drawn the, a page and I waited like a whole two weeks before I returned to it. I was like, okay, now I know what's happening next. Uh, I'm just not a good planner. And that really goofs me up a lot. So hopefully next time it won't be, I'll actually plan ahead and not have to wait two weeks. Well, what kinds of um, materials do you use when you're like drawing the comic? Um, and do you draw it big? or like no not at all i draw it pretty well i guess this is an unfinished page that i'm working on but it's like like a4 sized um and i use i use the same two pens of faber castell brand one in small and extra small and that's it uh and like a pencil but yeah and then i scan it in and color it in photoshop the whole process is very fast. Um, I don't like inking digitally because have, like it, having the ability to press undo over and over again, it will take me like 20 years to finish one panel. Like it's, it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. And with pen, I don't mind mistakes. Like I'm just like, yeah, who cares? You don't spend that long reading a comic page. You're not noticing all the details. Mm-hmm. Like, so who cares? Just throw caution to the wind. Yeah. That's cool. Um, 
does anything in particular about Girl Juice set it really apart from the other books that you did? Like, yeah, it's definitely um, sillier uh, and raunchier. It's definitely more adult than all my other stuff. For the most part, I've heard people tell me that they've like read my other books with their children and it's been fine. But this is definitely not one you can read with your children. Um, no, uh, yeah, I just I really leaned into my sense of humor and what I actually think is funny for girl juice. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very proud of it. I'm, pr I'm proud that my sense of humor is is working for people. Um, and how about your your mom and your sister? Did they read it too? Um, I don't know. I don't think I don't think my sister has time. She just she has a baby. She's got a two year old, and uh, she's also a nurse. So she she definitely doesn't have time to read any of my stuff. I know that my mom has like read bits and pieces of my work, and I know for a fact that she thinks the raunchier stuff is funny. So I think yeah I don't know um, that's okay that they haven't read it. <laughs> Well, um, and I know that you've spoken to some audiences about your work, about Girl Juice specifically. Um, I'm sorry that I missed you at Two Friends. I Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. That week. But I was wondering, um, you know, where all you've been since Girl Juice published, you know, in promoting it and, you know, what the audience response has been like um, in person, you know, in real life. <laughs> It's been great. I went to uh, Philadelphia, New York, Tulsa, St. Louis, um, and here, uh, well, Bentonville. But it's been really good. Uh, it's nice to know that all of my all of my readers are really cool people that I would hang out with. Like. <laughs> None of like there's like no weirdos. They're just like super cool. They dress cool too. Like it's, they're all people I would chill with. It's really nice. Um, I've gotten to sign a lot of stuff. Hand started cramping at some point. I was like, oof, I, I gotta change my signature. That's yeah, it's been good. Um, any like overall like fan favorite characters or moments or anything that you've received the most feedback about that was just overwhelming like oh they liked this everybody's obsessed with bunny the main character like i just there's people tell me that like things that she has said have become inside jokes between them and their friends and yeah it's it's really nice uh yeah it seems like bunny is the best thing about this book <laughs> that's so funny i i love that she's like i'll just stay hot and simple forever you know that's that's that's, that's my that's one of my favorite lines and i i wish i wish that were me that's aspirational it is um a little more work to have your brain going all the time so I can see how that yeah works. yeah <laughs> kind of sucks <laughs> are there plans to have another book with the same characters 
Well, I'm actually having a talk about that today after after this, so we'll see. Oh my gosh. You'll have to keep so, it. I will. Well, those were the questions I had. Um, was there something that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? In regards to the book, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that covers that covers girl juice. Um, and I'm going to assume readers in Northwest Arkansas can find it at Two Friends. Are there other locations locally? I think someone told me Pearl's Books has some. Okay. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I haven't seen them. Is it also um, on, is it also online or where all can Yeah, it's, it's online for sure. The internet has it. Um, also, all my other books are in the Fayetteville Public Library. Oh, cool. Very yeah, neat. So, if, if, you know, for people who don't want to spend money, you can just read it for free. <laughs> um, do you have any other local events coming up in the next few months? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I'm taking it easy, working on more Girl Juice secretly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no big things happening. Nope. Just, just working on it. It was so great to talk to you. Thank you for doing it. It was great to talk to you too. Have a good day.